Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the Ohio Octoman. That's correct, the Ohio Octoman. It's a strange cryptid sighting that happened back in 1959 in Ohio. But just before I get into that, I just want to point out that uh, I've had a little bit of an issue with the comments left on the website in the Interact section. I try to publish as many as I can. If you've left a comment and I haven't been able to publish it, it's because I haven't gotten to it. Um, the back end is a little bit... Uh, uh, tedious to get to. So if you leave comments on the older podcast, I have a lot tougher time trying to find those. It's not that I'm ignoring you. It's just that I haven't been able to find your podcast because of the way the system's set up. I do appreciate everybody that interacts with the podcast. Uh, when you leave comments on the newer podcast, it's not a problem because they come right up. If you leave a comment on the older podcast, then I have to search for those and that can be really time consuming. So I haven't got to all those, but Anyway, of course, thanks for the people who leave comments, and also thanks for all the people that show support, those that show support through the Spotify site itself, and of course, those that leave uh, support at the Buy Me A Coffee website, where I uh, try to uh, leave links to all the articles that we discuss. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now, on to what we're talking about today. This is a weird one. It falls into the cryptid category. The article we're looking at, the first one comes from Par paranormalcatalog.net, and they have a uh, artist's rendering of this thing, and it basically looks like an octopus, uh, maybe with a little hair on it, if you can believe that, and standing up, just kind of walking or hovering across the ground, and that's what they call Octoman. This thing is so strange, people really couldn't even put a name to it, but they could describe this thing as an upright walking octopus. That's probably the closest you could come to it. It reminds me uh, a little bit of... Um, the sighting down there was a Charlie Park in Tuscaloosa, uh, Louisiana, I believe, or Mississippi, rather, where they had that sighting. Uh, the, the two gentlemen did while they were off on, on the fishing dock, and those two strange creatures came out of the UFO and abducted them. Anyway, it says, in the winter of 1959, at least five eyewitnesses claimed to have seen a huge bipedal creature resembling an octopus in the area around the Ohio River. In the winter of 1959, the Ohio River and its tributaries became the stage for a series of bizarre sightings. Five terrified witnesses reported encountering a large gray octopus-like creature, which quickly gained infamy as the indescribable Octoman. Wow, what a mouthful. The author says the creature first made headlines on January 29, 1959, when a local Cincinnati newspaper ran a captivating headline titled, What Is It? Monster Churns Up the Ohio. The article spot sparked a whirlwind of speculation, leading to numerous sightings of the Octoman, many of which many of which were reported to the local police. The creature was first sighted in the town of New Richmond by an anonymous man who described the creature as indescribable. His report was initially met with skepticism by the police until a second caller, a truck driver, phoned in with a similar sighting. Now think about this, 1959, no cell phones, 
I mean, the guy's got to probably pull over to the side of the highway or something, or maybe wait till he gets home, call the police on the old rotary dial phone. It really makes you think that this guy saw something to do that. Despite some officers dismissing their reports as a prank, a number of dispatchers, including one Frank B. Heisler, stated that those making their reports sounded legitimately frightened and sober. In a strange twist of events, as the creature as the creature reports began to flood in, all the street lights along a specific avenue from Lincoln Airport to Coney Island, Ohio, were suddenly extinguished. So they get the reports about this octo monster, and the next thing you know, the lights are going off on the nearby street. While sightings initially caused a flurry of panic, by Saturday the police announced that the calls had ceased and that the creature had seemingly disappeared. However, subsequent sightings of a similar creature were reported near Covington, Kentucky in February, suggesting the Octoman was still around. Renowned expert on mythical creatures, Lauren Coleman, stated that no new sightings of the monster were reported until nearly 20 years later. In 1978, Dennis Pilchus, an investigator for, of UFOs and Bigfoot from Rome, Ohio, released a booklet called Bigfoot Tales of Unexplained Creatures. As a local, Pilchus might have had a chance to hear more details from witnesses which were not covered in the press. Pilchus noted that a woman from Covington reported seeing the creature in a bent-over position. She described it as a bizarre, gray being with an uneven chest, frightening tentacles, and layers of fat layered across a hairless head. According to her, the creature with bulges of fat on its bald head was an enormous, slimy figure that moved in an awkward manner. It was such a shocking sight that it deeply affected those who saw it. This state of fear, particularly among the children in the area, was evidenced by a report in the Cincinnati Post and Time Star. It recounted a phone call from an 11-year-old boy asking if green men were emerging from the river in groups of 12, as his teacher claimed. So you can tell, you see that the community was talking about this thing to the point where the little kids were, were being frightened, which, you know, because it had become such a phenomenon. By the following Saturday, local police announced that they received no more calls about the monster, implying that it had left town. However, it may have been too early to make such a declaration. In their 1982 book, The Bigfoot Casebook, Janet and Colin Board mentioned a report from a driver named George Wagner. He claimed to have seen a large two-legged creature on a bridge over the Ohio River near Covington, Kentucky, in February 1959. We can assume this happened early in the month. Following Wagner's report, it seemed like the bizarre, hairless, tentacled, two-legged creature had disappeared from our world, or it might have just returned to the murky depths of the Ohio River or one of its many tributaries, awaiting a time to re-emerge and cause chaos once more. So... This thing could have been some sort of shape-shifting cryptid. You know, first we're talking about an octoman, you know, referencing eight legs, this thing appearing like a, like an upright walking octopus. But this guy here says, well, I've seen this thing all on the bridge, and it had two legs. You know, the fact that it's uh, right near the water like this, maybe that's the environment that this thing is used to is water. If this is from some other dimension, uh, perhaps it really doesn't know the difference between dry land and water. It's just It's almost like this cryptid has come from somewhere else, and it's clearly out of place. It says the octoman with his unusual hybrid features became the subject of many theories. Some speculated it was a new amphibious species unknown to science. 
Others suggested it was a lost alien, an unlikely human-animal-plant hybrid, or even related to the local cryptids like the Loveland Frogman or the Green Cleveland or the Green Clawed Beast. In the midst of the chaos sparked by claims of a monster sighting, a dispatcher from Claremont County, Heisler, suggested the witnesses may have mistaken a tree bobbing in the water for a creature. Local dam worker William Sprague agreed with Heiser's theory. I've been on duty since midnight. I've been keeping a close eye on the river, and I haven't seen anything unusual, said Sprague. There were strong winds all night, causing waves up to eight feet high. This Well, that seems like it's really high for a river, eight feet. This could easily trick someone. The winds also caused a lot of driftwood to break loose. When you're out on the river at night, these floating trees can look quite eerie under the dim light. Here we have, I think, an excellent case of normalcy bias. This person, they say they didn't see it, and so they're imagining things that might have occurred naturally that would appear like this alien creature uh, to other observers, other experiences. Now, the one fellow says he's seen this thing walking along a bridge. Other people report seeing it on or near the river. Uh, if it's near the river, it's not in the river. Secondly, this guy claims that there are eight-foot-high waves on the river. That seems hard to believe to me. I spent a lot of time on various rivers, and boy, eight foot is a, is a big wave. And he says, Sprague's driftwood theory doesn't account for certain details reported by the witness. It doesn't explain how something resembling a tree or wave could have feet or resemble an octopus. It also fails to address the claim of a witness who said they saw the creature jump onto the bridge. So apparently this thing came up out of the water and jumped up onto the bridge. That's wild. And then, of course, it says, have you seen anything out the Octoman in Ohio? Tell us about your experiences. Yeah, I, this is a fascinating case. Now, I want to look at this uh, next article regarding this Ohio Octoman. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So here's another article I think that's kind of an interesting read. It comes from fandom.com. I don't see a author listed on it, but like I said, I'll put the link up at the Buy Me Coffee website. It says the Ohio River and its many tributaries are a hotbed of odd and occasionally dangerous cryptozoological activity, but one of the weirdest creatures ever to have emerged from the murky depths has got to be this hulking, gray-skinned quasi-cephalopod, which at least five terrified witnesses claim to have seen in and during the winter of 1959. The world at large first learned about this moist monstrosity on January 29, 1959, in an article published in the Cincinnati Post and Times, star tantalizingly titled, What Is It? Monster Churns Up the Ohio. Beneath it, beneath it, the equally intriguing subheading read, Anyone Missing an Indescribable Monster That Swims, thus begins a fascinating and all-too-short saga of the insidious yet little-known indescribable Octoman. Often and, explicitly, and inexplicitly lumped in with hairy hominid accounts from the same region and era, this ostensibly amphibious beast was first reported to Ohio's Claremont County and New Richmond police by an unnamed man who claimed that something came out of the river, approximately four miles from New Richmond. 
According to the spooked eyewitness, the alien life form he saw was utterly indescribable. Needless to say, police took this anonymous report with a proverbial grain of salt, but they changed their tune when a second concerned caller, this time a truck driver en route to Indianapolis, phoned from a gas station located on Kellogg Avenue near a bridge on the Little Miami River. The trucker claimed that as he drove from Mount Washington towards Cincinnati, he had spied an unclassified entity like anything he had ever seen. Now think about it. The guy's driving his truck. He's busy. He's working. No cell phone back in them days. He pulls over to a gas station and has to use her, use her telephone to call the police and report seeing this thing. It doesn't seem like something somebody would fake. And the first of two stories published by the Cincinnati Post and Time Star regarding this inscrutable creature, a dispatcher from Station X, the code for one sergeant and a radio operator housed at Central Station in City Hall, Hall, Cincinnati, confirmed that the voices of both witnesses were distinct. And he even went on to state, of course, just because local police were pursuing the case doesn't mean that they took it seriously. In fact, another officer sarcastically speculated that this thing might be from, might be from Alien, and when he was quoted as saying, it really was a riot here, we kept waiting for some, someone to say, take me to your leader. So, obviously, the police were laughing about it, having a good time. Regardless of how amused some officers were by the rampant monster reports, most of the dispatchers who responded to the witnesses' calls, including one, Frank B. Heisler, agreed that those making the reports sounded legitimately shaken and sober. As if this situation were not already strange enough, right after the creature's reports started filtering in, all of the streetlights street lights along Kellogg Avenue from Lincoln Airport to Coney Island went out simultaneously, the newspaper reported. While many of the officers were disdainful of the entire affair, some of their more diligent cohorts were in the field legitimately concerned that what folks were reporting was not a monster, but a victim of an automobile accident, according to the Thursday newspaper account. Well, that's what something that a person might think. So the guy's driving along, you have two reports of the same climbing out of the river. Now, they said it looked like an octop octopus, almost like walking out of the river. But as the police might be, you know, prone to think, they said, hey, this could possibly be somebody who drove into the river and is, you know, escaping a car crash or something. It says the following day on January 30th, 1959, the Cincinnati Post and Time Star once again fed the creature a hungry public more details about the roving monstrosity. This article was titled, Driver Swears It Happened, River Monster Takes a Stroll on Bridge. The piece went on to report that high winds had caused a power outage despite the fact that the police had already revealed that the lights were on two different circuits. They also stated that additional reports of the monster came in early on Friday. So you have a parallel narrative starting already. The, the people that are seeing this happen in real time are hearing about these reports of this strange octoman monster emerging from the river from three different sources now. And then the, light, uh, the street lights near there go out. They think, well, maybe there's some kind of connection. From, our, you know, from, from people who study UFOs, we would automatically assume that there could be a connection because we see this happen so frequently with these UFO sightings where there seems to be a loss of power, whether it's in a car or lights or whatever. Police, however, try to cover this up and say, well, this was due to a high wind somewhere. When we find out later that that couldn't be the case because they run on a separate circuit from wherever the power came from. So we already see people trying to make excuses for, for why these late lights 
went out and then we see that this false information given this disinformation is instantly repudiated it says the same that same morning or perhaps a night before the accounts are exasperatingly sketchy about correlating specific times and sightings a young woman claimed to have seen the thing in a creek near fort thomas pumping station near the ohio river in kentucky she was the first witness to compare the creature to an octopus in other words i think this thing was so weird looking so out of the normal so strange that people couldn't just define it with a couple of words you really needed to talk to them and have them explain to you what it looked like and a lot of us that have seen ufos up close can have a similar experience where you can't just say well it was a flying saucer or is this or that you have to really take your time to explain this is what this is what i saw it look like this is what it looked like i kind of think that happens because uh, to me these things are some sort of ai driven not all of them but in some cases these things are some sort of ai driven apparition and so they're oftentimes um I believe collecting information from the scene and processing that information somehow when they uh, create an image of themselves maybe almost like a 3d image I'm not even sure it's solid so this thing whatever this entity was where whatever this thing was that we can't see appeared interdimensionally or extraterrestrially or whatever near this body of water near this river to me it makes sense that it began to gather information maybe it sensed the creatures around it in that water uh, things associated with water and it came up with this image it's almost like if you pumped if you pumped the def pumped a description in one of these uh, artificial image creators and they come up with some crazy looking pictures sometimes and that's what happened here I believe it began to uh, draw on the environment things it saw things it sensed and it just kind of put those things into an image that it created that came out looking like an octopus that would explain maybe it perceived some kind of you know aquatic life in that river system and with all the knowledge it had with all the knowledge that had been fed into it before it ever got here that's how it came up with this image that it produced and that's why it was so strange that was why it would be so indescribable as people said now it goes on it says Considering the lack of specific details reported in local papers, it is difficult to discern just what this witness saw that compelled her to compare it to an octopus. Did the beast have tentacles, a bulbous octopoid head, or both additional attributes? Unless the eyewitness comes forward, we'll likely never know for sure. An unidentified woman who may or may not have been entirely serious allegedly shouted at the Cincinnati Post-Times Star reporter, We saw that thing this morning. Now you're going to put my name in the paper and call me a crackpot? Question mark. The same day, less than five miles away in Covington, Kentucky, another woman who clearly saw the creature gave what is by far the most thorough description of the creature in question. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sadly, her story would not be published for nearly 20 years. So you have your very best eyewitness, and their description is not published for 20 years. According to the respected cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, all public accounts of this monster dried up until nearly two decades later when ufologist and bigfoot investigator dennis pilches published a book entitled bigfoot tales of unexplained creatures in 1978. 
Pilchus, a native of Rome, Ohio, who may have had access to local witnesses, added some essential details regarding the creature, which were not covered in the newspaper accounts of the sightings. Pilchus wrote that the woman from Covington saw the thing bent over, and that she went on to describe it as, with a cellulite lobes running up its bare skull, this slimy, shuffling, colossal mass of organic matter must have been traumatized. Must have been a traumatizing sight to behold, a testament to show how frightening this brief flap was, especially to the children of the region. Was published in the Cincinnati Post and Times Star. In it, they stated that an 11-year-old boy phoned in to ask if the green men really are coming out of the river in groups of 12, as his teacher said they were. By Saturday, the police said the phone calls had ceased and that the monster had left town, but that declaration might have been a little premature. In 1982's The Bigfoot Casebook, authors Janet and Colin Board reported that a motorist by the name of George Wagner claimed to have seen a huge two-legged creature walking on their bridge over the Ohio River sometime in February of 1959 near Covington, Kentucky. One can only assume that this was early in February. So we have this thing cited in January and February, now by multiple witnesses. With that final report, the malformed, hairless, tendril-bearing bipedal behemoth seemed to have vanished off the face of the earth, or perhaps it just slipped back into the muddy depths of the Ohio River for one of its seemingly innumerable tributaries, just waiting for a time when it can rise again to wreak havoc. In the thick of the monster panic, the Claremont County dispatcher Heisler speculated that eyewitnesses might have seen a tree bobbing up and down in the water. The tree bobbing theory was shared by local dam lock, William Sprague. Yeah, we talked about that. He talks about the eight-foot waves and the, the driftwood drifting in the ocean. Or, excuse me, the, the, the Ohio River there. I don't really see that as a possibility myself. It says, descriptions of this ostensibly hybrid beast are not entirely unlike those of the hairy, upright, diminutive cephalophod critter, lovingly dubbed Octosquatch by our, your friends here at American Monsters, which was allegedly seen by a pair of eyewitnesses in Spain, less than two years after the Octoman encounters. That having been said, the fact that this shaggy, big-eyed varmint was said to be just over three feet tall and, some, and smothered with a thick coat of rust-colored hair pretty much negates if, for their comparisons. Well, what they're saying is we have a similar comparison in Spain, but the only difference is it has a hairy body, not a bald, fleshy, slimy body. Yeah, same kind of thing, I think, where these things are just taking in uh, information from the environment, somehow correlating this information into an image and then show, expressing themselves as that image. It says there's also the intriguing possibility that this lumbering aberration of nature might be a combination of animal and plant tissue. This is considered to be a biological impossibility, but but there are rare cases such as the Florida moss man that seem to indicate the very real possibility of human-animal plant hybrids lurking into vast uncharted swamps and remote waterlogged regions of the world. Yeah, we get that a lot. And this is kind of like the notion that uh, Bigfoot is some sort of, of uh, ancient uh, ape species that has survived. In order for that to happen, you would have to have uh, whole uh, family groups of these things living and, and breeding and surviving over millennia. Doesn't seem possible to me. And, you know, it's also quite odd that we've never found any remains of these things. Far more, far more likely, in my opinion, that these things are interdimensional. They're coming from someplace completely else. That explains why they show up, they appear, they disappear. It seems as though they're here for a while, then they're gone. Uh, maybe they're here the whole time, we just can't see them. 
I see them, it, maybe even there's some sort of outcast from wherever they come from. It's almost like I said in, in, you know, before that maybe somehow this is some sort of prison planet for them where they're just dumping things, these things off at. Because so often when these cryptids show up, uh, they seem confused. They seem tortured or lost or separated from where they should be. They definitely don't belong here. So I definitely don't see any of these things as having lived here or as Earth being their natural environment. They they certainly seem to be some kind of interloper. And I think that the that the strange shapes that these things assume, even if even these large uh, Bigfoot type creatures or whatever type of cryptid they are, it's as if they are gathering information, like I said, from around them or from someplace on Earth, and they're just trying to appear to be something in this clumsy attempt to fit in. Now, it goes on and says, the fact that this creature was seen by so many witnesses in such a brief window of time has also led some to speculate that it might just be a lost alien. That's kind of where I think I fall in at. They surmise that the creature's craft may have crashed into a larger body of water and that the stranded thing, not unlike poor E.T., was just looking for a way to contact home. The dearth of local UFO sightings that night, combined with the lack of any reported air crashes in the area, seem to pretty well wrap that theory up. No, that's not correct. Once again, this author is looking at this thing as though this is a purely uh, material explanation. And I'm looking at this thing from an interdimensional explanation, so we don't need a crash. More terrestrial-minded folks, including a handful of crypto authors like John Green, writer Sasquatch, The Apes Among Us, and the after aforementioned Colin and Janet Board have lumped these sightings in with the more traditional Bigfoot reports. But based on the witness descriptions of lopsided, hairless, octopus-like beasts, it would seem that this dedication is at best counterintuitive. Also not correct. Not if you think of these Bigfoot creatures as also some sort of interdimensional entity. That's what you have to look at. That's the commonality here among all these things, that they're interdimensional. Another perhaps more plausible hypothesis is that this huge creature might be linked to tales of terrifying yet skittish Loveland Frogman. The first sighting of these creatures occurred in 1955 when an unnamed businessman claimed to have witnessed three bipedal semi-amphibious creatures assembled by the side of a road that travels along the Little Miami River. That'd be in Ohio, too. These strange beings stood between three and four foot tall, were covered with leathery skin and had webbed hands and feet. Their most distinguishing characteristic, however, was their distinctively frog-like heads, which the man claimed bore deep wrinkles. The report of deep wrinkles in the forehead of the Loveland Frogman invite inevitable comparisons to the horizontal rolls of fat described by the Octoman witnessed during the Covington encounter. Another Frogman observer claimed that the critters had, pole, had pale greenish flesh, which also corresponds roughly to the description given by one of the Covington witnesses. There again, that would make sense that these are just like this Octoman. These frogmen could be another interdimensional creature somehow trying to camouflage itself, somehow trying to blend in as it finds itself here on Earth. Arguably the most dangerous Ohio cryptid on record is the notorious green-clawed beast. On August 21, 1955, Naomi Johnson, while enjoying a leisurely swim with her friend, had a terrifying encounter with what she believed was a hideous creature beneath the surface of the Ohio River near Evansville, Indiana. Johnson and the other witnesses at the scene swore that she was suddenly clutched around her knee and dragged beneath the waves by a large claw-like hand which left an imprint that lasted for days. Unfortunately, Johnson never got a good look at the creature as it remained submerged in the murky river water for the duration of the attack. Needless to say, she never swam in the Ohio River again. Well, that would be certainly a scary 
interaction there. While there is no hard evidence or even circumstantial evidence to link the Octo Man with the unseen creature that grabbed the recreational swimmer in 1955, it's difficult not to at least entertain the possibility that this tentacle terror seen both in and out of the Ohio, Little Miami, and Lickling Rivers just four years later may have been responsible for the aquatic assault. Well, you do seem to have this time range here where this creature, although dissimilar in some ways, similar in others, appears over and over again in this you know limited geographic area. On a more fanciful note, as I delve deeper, says, into this intriguing case, I begin to wonder if reports of the gargantuan gray varmint might have inspired one of the coolest cinematic mutations ever to look across the drive-in movie screens of the halcyon days of Schlock and Splitskin, known as the 1970s. I am, of course, re referring to the 1971's not-so-classic movie Monster Man, Octoman. Look, these things all have one thing in common. They're inexplicable. These creatures uh, don't look like anything that we recognize as humans. Clearly, they're coming from some other place. I just can't imagine that these things are just living among us on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't see them as organic creatures at all. They fall way more into the category of ghosts and werewolves and this sort of, uh, sort of otherworldly things. That's what makes sense. The fact that it's almost as if they're intersecting our dimension somehow. And from time to time, they make appearances in our dimension. And somehow, for whatever reason, they seem to want to be seen. And these different shapes they assume, like I said, it seems to me to be some clumsy attempt at blending in. But until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.